There was just something about her that I could not not call her on the phone. I couldn't not text her or FaceTime or all that kind of stuff. And then uh, the more we hung out, the more I was just like, oh my gosh, this is it. I'm a dunner. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we are continuing our interview series. With Chris Lane and his wife, Lauren. That's right. So Chris is one of our favorite country music stars. He's written a bunch of our favorite songs, including Hold You Tonight, which he did with uh, another one of my favorite artists, Griffin. He also wrote I Don't Know About You, which is a great song. And in the interview, we talk about his song Big Big Plans, which is ultimately how he got engaged and proposed to his wife, Lauren. Lauren, you might recognize from our favorite show, The Bachelor. And we had a lot of fun talking with Chris and Lauren. Um, They had some really good words of wisdom to share, especially Chris talking about how he feels about soon becoming a father. They have a kid on the way and we couldn't be more excited for them. So if you want to find out more about Chris and Lauren, we'll link their information down below, including some of Chris's songs, our favorite songs of his at least. Uh, And before we jump into it, If you haven't subscribed or given the show a rating, please do so on whatever platform you're listening to. Let's go ahead and jump into this one with Chris and Lauren Lane. All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet, and bear we try to have really intentional playtime, and that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life i love with kiwico that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in so each box this one's the colorful chemistry set um this has to do with science but especially with bear it can be really hard with a four-month-old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-Co.com, promo code COUPLE. Lauren and Chris, it is a pleasure to have you here. Uh, We were just talking about... This is maybe the most amount of times we've had to reschedule. Yeah. Thanks to you and I, Sean. Yeah. But, uh, Andrew got COVID. I yeah. was sick because I was pregnant and trying to hide it. Drew, <laughs> nannies. We had a you couple guys. of those yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we appreciate yeah. your patience. Um, but oh, it's. Home. Is that a Nashville sounds hat, Chris? You know what? I wondered 
what this was because I found it in my I cleaned out my closet not long ago. And, uh, I found this hat and I just started wearing it, and I truly didn't even know where I'd. Is that baseball? Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. That, now that you say that, I did. <laughs> Have you been to a Nashville Sounds game or did this just come from somewhere? Yeah, I've been to a Nashville Sounds game, but uh, I want to say maybe they sent it to me years ago. Yeah. uh, Now that I've got my hair growing out in the back, I'm wearing a lot more hats now. And uh, (laughs) fitted hats uh, seem to fit me much better now than they did back in the day. (laughs) Dude, between the mustache and the mullet, bro, you freaking are rocking it. I love it, dude. I can I can afford to do this while while we're in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. And then we were talking. It's been I, I thought it was like a few months, but it's been over a year since we've got we've seen you guys in person, which is crazy. Wild. We were trying yeah. to wrap our brain about when that was, and I cannot believe it's been over a year. Yes. Well, when we both have our babies, we'll have to have a baby play date. Let's do yes. it. Hey, All the right, mamas can... get together, uh, get together with the babies. The boys go play some golf. <laughs> Or wait, can Drink we reverse wine that? On the golf so course. the mamas will get together for wine, and the dads will get together with the babies. <laughs> you can strap them to the front of you and go golf. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they can drive. It would be hysterical just seeing a group of dads on the golf course with babies. Okay, I actually want to start this interview. Aside from everything we just talked about. Uh, <laughs> How and when did you guys find out you're pregnant? So was it September? I think we found out. End of September. Uh, yeah. Was it? I don't know. It was I right. Yeah. So I had taken a uh, all artist golf trip to Pinehurst, North Carolina. Uh, and w- basically you found out while I was gone, right? No, 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 no. I think you were, you had just gotten back. Okay. I, I just gotten back and, and yeah. Lauren showed me a pregnancy test and it said positive. And, uh, honestly, yeah, we, we didn't, neither one of us believed it. And she had to take like nine. Sean, I don't know if you experienced this, but I, we had been like trying, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like a shock or anything, but I usually would wait. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily take yeah. an early pregnancy test all the time. Uh, just because obviously I would just wait to see if I was pregnant or not. But this time I just had a weird feeling. Oh, Did you yes. like have that? Yes. And you'll know it. You'll know it every time you'll doubt yeah. it. You'll doubt it for sure. But I believe like I told, I told my best, best friend, even before Andrew, literally like three weeks pregnant. I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And yeah. I couldn't even get a pregnancy positive test. You had that same thing, Lauren? Yes. I think I was about three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had this weird feeling and it wasn't physical at all. I had no physical symptoms whatsoever. Um, Your disposition changes yes, completely. Was, Everything about you. I'll take a test, you know, not again, not trusting that feeling. Um, and then obviously it came back positive. It was very faint because I was mm-hmm. so early. And then I showed Chris and we actually drove to the store to get the digital ones that like literally say pregnant or not pregnant because I was like maybe there's something wrong with the like two line system and then that one said clearly pregnant I was like no. I remember with Drew so our second pregnancy we had the same thing with the pregnancy test and I texted one of my friends and I was like this is weird I don't think it's working I think it's broken and she laughed and she said any <laughs> line is a pregnant line it's like if you see anything it means you're pregnant yeah Chris- I didn't know that yeah <laughs> Did you cry when you found out, Chris? 
I did not cry. No, I'm not a very emotional person. <laughs> you know what? I thought that I would, cause again, we wanted it pretty bad and I, I thought that I would be more emotional than I was, but I think we were just both really excited, but still slightly in disbelief. Yeah. 100%. Like, I think with the first, like, I just didn't really know how everything worked and you know, you don't physically feel anything yet. You're not showing at all. You just feel like a normal person. So I don't think it hit until you know, later down the road. And then Question, are you still in disbelief? Because we are. I still like, <laughs> I still will try to put jeans on. And I'm like, dang, babe, I ate too much pizza over the holidays. <laughs> and he'll be like, no, babe, you're pregnant. <laughs> don't you show more with, or show faster? Yes. Okay. I look, I look five months pregnant already. And I'm <laughs> 15 weeks. It's scary. <laughs> People are like, are you having twins? I'm like, no. No, it's okay, just one. Not twins, though. For sure. Just There's only one in there. Are Y'all you having twins? I'm... No. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. Y'all know what I'm, uh, not for this to come off in a weird way, but <laughs> I thought about this a lot through watching Lauren's process. And I feel I feel bad for y'all that you have to put your bodies through that. But at, and at the same time, as a guy, I'm incredibly thankful that guys can't get pregnant. <laughs> dude. Dude. It, is, it is a lot like, I mean, the first 10 weeks, I was pretty miserable. I thought oh. that I, I was like, this cannot be what it feels like. Like, I thought I had the flu or, I mean, I went and got COVID tested because I was like, there's just no way that's what <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to feel like. Yeah, but we spent like $10,000 on COVID no, tests. we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't okay, know. I don't mean to intimidate you. This is more for Chris than Lauren. Lauren, you're fine. You're going to get through this like a rock star. Chris, if you feel that way, like, thank God guys can't get pregnant already, just wait until birth. No, 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 no. I okay. actually I actually disagree with Chris here because I've been through it. You want to be been, able to get pregnant? I've been through it. No, no, I don't want to be able to get pregnant. <laughs> but I don't think the guys have it, like, super easy. Physically, sure. We don't have to, like, no. do the whole thing. Chris, but Chris the amount of times. a husband doesn't say. Dog, you just don't say it. The next couple months for you, bro, are going to be the most humbling. Look, you got to be there to support Lauren, right? That's our job. And that freaking gets so hard during pregnancy. It is a no, whole different I animal. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I think it's worse from here. <laughs> oh, I, we mean this oh, to say we're man. so excited for you yeah, and yeah. it's the hardest thing you'll ever go through but it is the greatest joy you will ever feel in your entire life yeah oh my goodness Have babies all- are the best and we're gonna get us we're gonna get a song out of this as well like i'm so glad <laughs> yes. to get pregnant oh <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, we're really excited. So thank you guys. And we're excited for you guys. Yeah. All right. Quick break here. A couple things is brought to you by Best Fiends. Things have come a long way since we were kids, babe. But there's just something about the classics. I read to Drew every day and rereading these classic books I grew up with really takes me back. Yes, we love story time with her. And you know what else is an instant classic? Best Fiends. It's the top rated mobile puzzle adventure. I literally can't stop playing it. You guys know I've been playing Best Fiends for a while. We've been, we've been sharing it with you for a long time. And the feeling of reaching a new level, which they continually add, just doesn't get old. It really is so much fun. And don't worry, you're never going to get bored with this game. There are 5,000 puzzles and counting. They are always updating the app with new fun elements. 
It's got the colors, it's got the characters, and it's got the continuous updates. Don't blame us if you get addicted. Whether you want to fight boredom or stress, or you want to add a bit of friendly competition to your home, Best Fiends can help. And the best part is, it's free. You can download Best Fiends for free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. I want to take it way back real quick. So, reality TV is where we first learned your name. How did you guys meet? So, we actually met right after I got off of reality TV. And I, at no surprise to anyone, got engaged on a TV show. (laughs) No surprise. And we... um, Knowing her like I know her now, that is incredibly surprising to me. Yeah, it was very... It was very... The decision to go on that show was very outside my comfort zone. Like, I... Okay. I still look back and I'm like, I wonder what gave me the courage to actually go for it because I'm pretty shy and I was a flight attendant, like just living my, you know, I was very happy and content. And so I'm surprised that I did go on it. But anyways, we, um, speaking of flight, not to, not to bear off the, but speaking of flight attendants, that is, that would be a, I, I know a lot of people love doing that, but for me, I'm scared of heights and flying and I would be <laughs> incredibly scared to have that job on a daily basis (laughs) it it would be wild yeah i was actually gonna ask can you kind of give the the uh the pre-boarding spiel like you know you got access on the do can you still do that (laughs) i don't think i remember no because to be quite honest you actually read it (laughs) you never really had to memorize it and then also there are different positions like as a flight attendant so the lead or whatever, or the A flight attendant, what we called it, is the one who would do all the announcements. Okay. And I didn't personally love, again, I was kind of shy, so I didn't really love doing the A position. I was much more comfortable, like, in the back. Lauren, you're telling me you're too shy to speak to a, a plane full of people, <laughs> yeah. but not but not too shy to go on a national television show? That is wild. I yeah, mean, good for you. Anybody, I'm okay, so sorry. So I have ADD and I Yeah, but anyway, so we... Um, Ben, who I got engaged to on The Bachelor, we were presenting at an iHeartRadio uh, concert. Was it a concert in Austin, Texas? Yeah, it was in Austin. And one of his friends who works at iHeart just introduced him to us. And it was like, hey, meet Chris. He's like a young artist, new artist. He just put out a song, blah, 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 blah. We said, hey, Chris was actually by and himself. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't just anybody. This was Tom Pullman yes. we're talking about. Who's like, who, yeah, he basically runs iHeart. Runs iHeart. <laughs> okay. I didn't know him though. And I didn't know Chris obviously. And so we just kind of very like, we yeah, said he, hi. Yeah. He, he wanted to walk over and say hello. And Chris I just was went kind of him. a bachelor Stan. He's not going to admit it, but he oh, was. So that's damn, why what? He <laughs> so that's why he was introduced. But I felt kind of bad for Chris because he was literally by himself. Like he was just standing like by himself. So I was like, you can come hang out with us. Like truly. Like just trying to be nice because I felt bad. Like he was just standing by himself. And so anyways, nothing really came of that. I was engaged, kind of focusing on that relationship, which is really difficult after the show. Like it does. It takes a lot of work. You're kind of like getting to know each other Mm. all over in a way. Mm -hmm. I was very hyper-focused on that. So obviously not even thinking about that, but that's how we actually initially met and became acquaintances. And then throughout the years, kind of stayed in touch. Like, I think I ran into him in Nashville. He was like trying to 
pick up on one of my friends. I was kind of trying to make it happen. <laughs> I was like truly trying to play matchmaker. And then we met again at, uh, or we saw each other again at Tortuga music festival, like years later. Um, wait, how was, many years have gone by by now? I mean, a lot, like probably five or six. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my gosh. So it was like a long, you know, probably we went from like acquaintances to, I was like, oh, Chris is such a good guy. Like, meet this friend of mine. Meet, and you did kind of hang out with a couple of my friends, which is fine. <laughs> um, and then, you know, fast forward to two and a half years ago, um, I was single. And I don't know, like our friendship just kind of became more than that. I think it was because the timing was just right. Like, again, I was not in a relationship and um, you're... Uh, your attempts at my friends didn't work out. So they just <laughs> kind of like naturally, you know, developed from hey, there was a all friendship. there was there was all a plan. It was I was gonna say, Chris, was it always there though? You fell in love? Yeah, yeah. I mean I always knew it was gonna be her in the end. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a lie. I knew it was. I knew such it. Such a lie. No lie. You you looked at, at Chris's mullet and mustache, you said I need that. <laughs> yeah. I need that in my yeah. life. Back yeah. in the day, you didn't really actually. You did kind of have a little bit of kind of yeah. But I had I had a hilarious haircut, and I and I <laughs> honestly had this haircut trying to be funny, and <laughs> and in the beginning when we first started dating, Lauren would never say anything to me about it. Like she just kind of like let it go, and then as we started, you know, made it official, all that kind of stuff. She was like, "Okay, time for a new haircut." <laughs> Like no yeah. more. <laughs> I feel like that. I was just like, maybe we, maybe we should try something different. I mean, it's okay. I I honestly had to have like a full on intervention with Andrew at one point. So. I had dreadlocks, Chris. I had dreadlocks. No, 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 no. That no, hey, I freaking no. Rocked them, we dog. did not date when he had dreadlocks. Right. You, we were not dating. Had, not to say this is zero. I look good. No, he didn't. It was <laughs> terrible picture. He had longer hair too, right? That's when I had to have the intervention because it went from like cute long guy hair to like. It, w- it got like creepy long guy. Like, hair. you know, when you're walking through the airport, you see like a six year old dude with like a ponytail and he's balding. Like that. I was on the fast track yeah. to that. You know? yes. It was, it wasn't like this. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. Long hair. And then like, of course I said something to him for months and he thought I was just being like a nagging wife. And then he now looks back at pictures and he's like, why would you ever let me grow my hair out that long? Yeah. I was like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I'm curious. Has, uh, Lauren, your experience on, reality tv yeah like grown or diminished the desire to share your life publicly and chris i don't know how like when sean and i met i was a college student playing football (laughs) so like the whole social media realm and like doing interviews and being on tv was not my vibe um but it kind of just came with the territory so well can i add to that too how does that work with your career chris because i feel like as a musician it you get to choose what you put out there whereas mm-hmm. reality tv is more of you share it all quote unquote so how has that balance been for you guys finding that yeah that's i mean honestly it's true i think um i guess i'll speak on my end of things i was like super uncomfortable at first especially right after the show it was it took years to adjust um from being a private person to the criticism and kind of like the bullying that can take place to going through a public breakup. I mean, it was definitely not easy throughout when it's, you know, things that are so personal to you. 
but I feel like now I'm more comfortable and I think I've found a balance of what works for me and um, when I need to st step back and like take time we just went on a vacation for instance and I was not really on social media at all especially for the first couple of days like didn't even have my phone Love so I think that. it's just like finding that balance um and I do there are things that I like want to share and I get excited to share obviously you know one being our recent pregnancy and stuff like that but um I think it's just about finding that balance and then just kind of creating like that new normal and it was not normal mm -hmm. for me at first but now it kind of just feels normal ish yeah yeah, I have to say, too, you know, from my perspective, um, I mean, I, I'm sort of private person, but yeah, I get to choose what I put out there. And, and for me, um, when I when I first met Lauren and, you know, now that we're married, all that kind of stuff, I've shared a lot of our relationship just through social mm -hmm. media. But a lot of it is because I want people people don't get to see the side of Lauren that I get to see on a daily basis and how goofy and, and crazy and funny she is and and. So I have all I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds oh, of videos that she would probably never let me share that <laughs> yeah. I will find a way to share at some point. But <laughs> no, uh, that are so funny, and I, I feel like uh, I want people to uh, see that side of her that I get to see every single day. So I find bits and pieces that uh, I know she won't absolutely murder me if I do share. But you know, <laughs> you experienced kind of what is the bachelor world when we first started dating and like the criticism that comes with it and the you know it is like a really big circle and it's like a big thing and I feel like I remember you telling me I can't even remember what it, exactly it was but you were like kind of upset because an article was written that wasn't really completely accurate or what I don't know anyways but yeah you just yeah. kind of like now well, I was have a thick skin I was curious Chris I feel like the bachelor world is kind of a lot of the people kind of stick to dating other people from that have been on the show, Lauren, like you kind of know how that whole thing works. If not getting engaged to, to whoever they uh, got engaged to on the show, how, how was it for you to step into that world? Like have, has there been some interesting like effects of, of that, Chris? Yeah, did it ever, I actually don't know if I've ever asked you this. Did it ever bother you to know that a certain chapter of my life was very public? I mean, Honestly, no, I, I don't think I truly cared. Um, yeah. Once I fell in love with her, I, I think in the wow. beginning when Lauren and I first started dating, uh, I think we were both trying to run from each other because I'll be quite honest with you. I've told her this a million times, but I did not want to, uh, I did not want to settle down. I wanted to just mm -hmm. live my life and I was completely content and happy with, uh, with the way things were going. But there was just something about her that I could not not call her on the phone. I couldn't not text her or FaceTime or all that kind of yeah. stuff. And then uh, the more we hung out, the more I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is it. I'm a dunner. Oh, God. I'm a dunner. I'm a dunner. <laughs> Dang, that sounds like true love. That's, that is, I got the that's chills sweet. listening to that. That is really sweet because I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people try to run from the life that they don't feel like they need or want. And keep like we'll fall into it, which I think is really, really a sweet story. I think uh, I truly actually used to pray too. Uh, wow! I used to ask the Lord, you know, I want it for me if you want that for me. But at this point in my life, please don't send that to me because I'm not ready for it and I don't <laughs> want it. And then 
He said, ha ha, here you go. <laughs> Can- Chris, the mic's yours, bro. You just freaking <laughs> spill that wisdom the rest of the the rest of the time we have together. I dude. am you curious just, though. That was amazing. Going down that a little bit further, because we've we've heard this story before um with like other people and Chris, did it scare you? Or at the time, did you were you just mm. so happy where you were? That you just didn't want it to end. Does that make sense? Did the commitment scare you? Yeah, why were you so... Oh, did commitment scare me? 100%. Mm-hmm. Because I knew that I would find a way to ruin it at some point. And mm. I, I think I thought so much of Lauren and liked her so much as a friend that I thought to myself, don't get involved. Like, don't do that to her because I will eventually find a time to run the opposite direction. And I didn't, I never did. I never wanted to, uh, it honestly was the easiest thing in the entire world. And, uh, you know, a lot of that is she's beautiful inside and out. And I needed someone with a, uh, funny and vibrant personality. And she is that. Mm. And I'll, I also, I'm a, I'm a homebody and she's also a homebody. So we, yeah, so we can enjoy home. our, yeah. I enjoyed a long time before now. Uh, I don't feel like I need that. I feel like my long time is with her and, and hanging out on the couch watching the show. Also, this guy's you're a beast, dude. I freaking brother, love this guy. <laughs> your brother went through like a hard situation, which I feel like you told me kind of made you yeah. scared also because he didn't have such a great experience with a relationship and marriage and it was really difficult on him. So I feel like you also, that kind of came into Yeah, my, my identical twin brother went through a, a very hard uh, divorce and I won't go into the story, but I also looked at that and I was like, good Lord, I would never want to put mm-hmm. myself through that. And mm-hmm. I just assumed that that would probably uh, end up happening. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't want, to be quite honest with you, my entire life, I've always said, I don't want kids. I don't want none of that kind of stuff. I, I just, it wasn't in me. I didn't want it. And here we are. Yeah. When you, when you meet the right, <laughs> I've learned that when you meet the right person, it changes everything and will make you uh, want things that you never wanted before. One of my favorite books is called the meaning of marriage by Tim Keller. We'll have to get you guys a copy because oh, it's, yeah. The, but the way he breaks down, he made me read this while we were dating. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't playing around. <laughs> he kind of, he kind of just walks through like the full implications of marriage, like from a con- contractual side, from a spiritual side, from like a personal side. And he talks like to your point, Chris, of being scared to mess it up. I think yeah. that's the coolest part of marriage is that pretty much every day, like, like I already, we were in a big argument before this yeah. and I like every day you kind of find a way to mess it up. But the cool yeah. thing is that marriage, like, marriage is really the most powerful, uh, I think illustration of true love because all right, the other person has to be like, yeah, you messed up and now we're going to just work through it and we're going to be married at the end of this, you know? So anyway, it gets me pumped up, uh, on a lighter topic. That was, that was really good stuff, but I'm curious. So we have Chris, the musician. And when you guys met, sounded like he was pretty early on his career, Lauren, you know, the, the TV star, I feel like Lauren could be a singer potentially. (laughs) Hey, can we hear a duet sometime? Let's go. Absolutely. (laughs) I gotta warm up first. (laughs) Who was a bigger fan, boy or girl, of the other? 
Like in our in our situation, it's obvious. Sean was a massive fan of mine. She's like, oh my gosh, college football player. I need to date this guy. But what about in your situation? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't speak for Lauren, but um, I don't know if I even thought of it in that way. You know, uh, looking at her, like, yeah, I was a Bachelor fan, and I, I honestly I can't even remember watching the season. What, what even happened? None of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, a fan of the show, I, I guess maybe I was a fan of Lauren, but um, <laughs> I was more of a fan of her beauty. Okay, I love that. Yeah. I was a fan. I liked Chris's music. and But yeah, honestly, like I never, I think because I met Chris early on and we had developed this friendship, I never like saw him mm. as this like, as what he is, which is like a super talented musician. I just saw him as like a super sweet guy and like someone that I was like, oh, he'd make such a good, you know, boyfriend, husband for someone else. I never thought it would be for me, but I was a fan of his music. I would, mm. I would turn up your music. I will, I will, friends. I will say there was one song that uh, when I put it out, Lauren, oh, yeah, did, yeah. Lauren did call it. Like I had no idea that it was going to be the biggest song of my career, but uh, I remember talking to her about it and she was like, I really like this song. And it was a song called, I don't know about you. And it ended up, I had zero thought of it was going to be a single. And she kind of called that song. It ended up being the biggest song of my career. Wow. So far. That's cool. It would be hysterical if Lauren was like, yeah, I just don't like his music. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah. Chris, so we'll, we'll link that song down below, but also this. So I'm a low key, huge Griffin fan. And the collab you oh. did with him, dog, you freaking crushed it, bro. I Appreciate love that song. Wait, that's amazing you. that you're a Griffin fan because I... Lauren was as well. Before the collaboration even came about, I was like, wait, Griffin? Like, I'm a big fan of him. Huge fan. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a little collaboration. Uh, I'm super thankful for it. I, can't, I haven't even played that song live. It, I, I put it out during the quarantine and we haven't been able to play a show since. So uh, That's a shame. I yeah, I can't wait to get out there and in uh in play andrew goes through these phases whenever he finds a new song that he likes i don't know if you're like this probably not um but he will listen to it on repeat for a solid like six weeks so that is the only song that played in our house on repeat for over a month easily and then by the time that you do after that's finished that cycle you like so over it though no, he's not. No, sh- no offense. <laughs> I am. I'm like, okay, we need, we need a new one, but hey, I'm, I'm the same. It's funny that you're saying that because I have this record that I always listen to. It's this old Kenny Chesney record that never even had a single off of it. It was, it was this record called be as you are that I listened to all the time. And Lauren's like, okay, we, we got to listen to something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. What's no. the one you were, you were on this kick for the Eagles? No, Bo- Bohemian. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, who's the who's Bo- Bohemian? Freddie Rhapsody. Mercury, Queen. I was on Queen, Queen for yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on Queen for a solid like eight months. Is that because I, of the movie? Yes. Yes. I thought I was gonna lose my mind. But Chris, it's also because I could do a really good Freddie no, Mercury can't. impression. Don't do it. I pretty much well, sound. Don't do it. Can we hear no, it? No. no. I want Absolutely. to ride my bicycle. <laughs> yeah. okay. No. Oh, God. Okay. Um, I would love to know. So we got to interview Aloe Black and his wife. 
And oh my gosh, just punch myself in the <laughs> face with easy, my man. mic. Um, <laughs> Chill out. And I've always been curious with songwriting and with musicians. So he had this interesting takeaway with his songs that every once in a while he'll sing a song, write a song that pertains to his life and his wife and his kids. But other than that, he can talk, he can sing about anything and kind of like act his way through it. I'm curious with your music, do you tend to keep it personal? Are you not allowed to keep it personal? Like what are your guys' boundaries within the creative realm of what it is you, you sing about? Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't feel like I have any boundaries. Um, I mean, if Lauren heard a song that I wrote and she was like, no, you're not sharing that, I would say, <laughs> okay, I'm still sharing it. Yeah, I don't feel like there's boundaries with it. Um, I feel like I know what I'm allowed to, to talk about or sing about. But uh, yeah, not, not every song that I put out is going to be personal and, uh, you know, I I feel like people react. I've learned through big, big plans that uh, a song really that I had just wrote her for, for that specific moment um, and had no, you know, plans to kind of put it out into the world other than just making a little video for it. And I put it on YouTube and it kind of did its, you know, took on its own. Uh, mm. Yeah, it, it did. Little thing. Yeah. It, so, it exploded. Um, I, I learned, I learned that uh, people definitely like, songs that are personal to your story and the best thing that can happen is what kind of happened with that song uh something that was very personal to me and our story people took and turned into their own story mm. uh which is what you can only hope to do in the writing room every day it usually doesn't happen but um we connected on one that day and i'm, I'm super thankful for that so yeah a lot of songs will 100 percent uh be that way but not every not every one of them i mean you know, at some point in your life, you're going through heartbreak at some point, you know, you can, I can still sing about all that kind of stuff, even yeah. though I'm not at that season in my life. Well, you have to expand for those that might not know about big, big plans. Tell yeah. us exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah. So, uh, big, big plans was a song that, uh, I wrote for Lauren and our engagement. Uh, the way I planned this thing out was she had given me, uh, strict, guidelines, <laughs> strict guidelines on if I were to ever propose at any point in our life, I was never allowed to do it on stage, was never allowed to do it in a stadium or wh whatever. I didn't say allowed, I was just like, maybe it, it just I would prefer something out. a yeah. little more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Just so, um, I thought to myself, what can I do to be creative for an engagement because I'd already bought the ring. Um, and just like I wrote it in the song, I, I kept it hid in the in the bottom left side of my uh, sink drawer <laughs> because I knew she would not go on my side and ever be able to find it. Um, and a lot of people have asked, like, well, how did how did she not know what was going on? Because you had a video camera there to to film it and all that kind of stuff. And what I did to disguise it is, at the time we were talking about doing this uh, YouTube show in a way, and so we were just I had my videographer out on the road with me and we were playing up near portland oregon i was on tour with brad paisley at the time mm. and uh basically what happened was i said baby so we don't have to uh spend a whole extra day traveling up to portland oregon we we're, we had already planned on staying at her parents house for father's day which was the next day which was the day that i proposed on um 
why don't we go ahead and get some shots with your family so I don't have to fly somebody back out there and, and we can kind of kill two birds with one stone while we're out here. And she was like, oh, great idea. So I disguised it as if we were shooting stuff for YouTube all day long. Uh, and she had no idea what the real plan was. Um, and uh, just like any song that I bring home after writing, I always say, hey, I wrote this song today, you know, give me your opinion. And that's kind of how I played this out was, oh, babe, I just got a, a, a new song back that I just wrote, but I wrote this one specifically for you. Uh, and I want to play it for you. And we were there in her parents' backyard. Um, and to be quite honest with you, when that song started playing, I blacked out. Like I was about as nervous as I could be. A because I didn't. A because I needed her to actually listen to the song yeah. lyrics because it was going to be a proposal in there. Uh, so when we got through the the second verse and into the chorus, I mean, I was trembling. Like I, oh. I, I I couldn't think about what I was going to say when I got down there. I had already before I played the song, I ran inside asked Lauren's mom for a pen and I wrote down one word on my hand just in case I were to lock up and not realize how I wanted to start. So yeah, as it was getting close to that third verse, I, I whispered in her ear and I said, babe, this part's my favorite part. Make sure you're listening. And Aww. the word for right now we're back in her hometown and I'm down on one knee. I guess she finally figured out I'm going to ask her to marry me. And she yes. starts, yeah, yeah. She started, she started crying and, I walked her out to the yard, uh, and thankfully she said yes. Hon honestly, I remember <laughs> yeah. what I said in that moment because I, I, again, I was blacked out. And the best part about this is, is I was able to have uh, literally a proposal every night on stage after I released this song. Like someone proposed on stage every night, wow. and I watched Dude. guys go through what I went through. Like, <laughs> as soon as I had a mic on stage, they forget everything. That <laughs> And it's, it's, that's my, it's hilarious moment, but it's, it's the best moment. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the backstory uh, behind that song. And a lot of people don't know this leading up to that uh, in her parents' backyard, they have these two little corgis uh, that run around <laughs> and uh, her dad's got a super nice backyard. So we had our, it was a gorgeous day in, in Portland and I had my shoes off all day. I was barefoot. Oh no. And right before the proposal, I stepped in a huge dog turd no. barefoot. No. Someone yeah. told us about good luck. I, mean, and I don't know if they were just trying to make us feel better about 100%, it. 100% trying to make us feel better. There's no way. Yeah. explain the fact that it's good luck. Yeah, for sure. Wait, Lauren, did you, did you, did it take you until the third, like, is it chorus verse? I don't know the lingo, guys. Did it take you that long to figure it out? Or did you figure it out? I, so... I would say that day I was already like a little suspicious, if you will. But at the same time, it was also Father's Day. So I was like, he's not going to propose on Father's Day. <laughs> and then he had kind of thrown me off because he had said, you know, make sure you have a cute outfit. We're going out to dinner the following night. So I thought maybe I knew he was proposing soon, though. I like, tried everything I could to throw off. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we had talked about it. We picked out the ring together. I mean, months and months back, but if there's any advice that I can give guys listening right now or, or girls, whatever, um, it is let your wife pick out her own <laughs> ring and you can't mess it up. <laughs> Dude, that's but, a good call. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> he, but yes, I, the song started playing. 
I think I just, I don't really know if I thought about what is happening right now. I think I just was so in the moment. Like that might be the one time in my life where I've never, or where I've been the most just like in the moment, truly like not mm. thinking about anything else. Like, I think I kind of forgot that my family was there. I forgot that there were, you know, these two guys with their little cameras there. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he just came in. Nash joined us. <laughs> but yeah, I was just so present that I don't even think I really was thinking about what was happening, if that makes sense. Do you, uh, Hi, baby. <laughs> Nash, say hello. hello bud. We have, yes. we have some dog cameos going on. Um, hello, Nash. Lauren, do you remember what Chris said oh, when he got down on a knee? Um, actually, no. And I, I don't remember be- what he said. Yeah, no. And it's in video. Like, I can go look it up. I should know. Yeah, I, I said something about, I, I know I said something about I have like, to spend the rest of my life with you. Yeah, I think mm. that, yes, I do remember that. And then, yes, I, and I'm not a Then very... I stepped in the dog turd and I feel like that was a little... <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Helpful, you know? I remember Andrew telling me all he could think about was he got, he got like, he wigged himself out. He's like, wait, which hand is the left if I'm facing her in the, the- <laughs> no. no, dude, what? You buy the ring and it comes in a big old fat box, but like you can't put that in your pocket without it being absolutely yeah. obvious. So yeah. I had the I had the loose ring in my pocket like the whole day and I was so I was so nervous. Anyway. Wait, okay. So Sean, did you know? Did you guys had you guys talked about marriage and like Lauren, I didn't even know I was going to propose. He decided to propose the night before. <laughs> like he planned uh, it the night before. Um I had no idea. I figure out all surprises. Yeah. And I, knowing him, he would never do something on a public stage, especially back then when we were dating. Never. Like that was the last thing I could ever. And I, that's not what we had talked about. We wanted something more intimate. And he proposed in the middle of Wrigley Field, in the middle of a game. So. That's a big move right there. Yeah, but we were in an argument that day. I was supposed to be working. It was just, it was a mess. And then all of a sudden he came out and proposed. You had that ring in your pocket, like, in such a crowded, like, Yes. I know. It was was a bad idea from top to bottom, except for for the idea (laughs) of me wanting to marry her. He somehow managed to have, like, a custom jersey (laughs) made in time with, like, the new last name. And it was really cute. You executed it really well. But and you did so in a very short amount of time, which is very impressive. Yeah. yeah. He's such uh, a romantic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wearing like a yeah. white like V-neck T. It was like an undershirt. Anyway, it was a not not my finest Wait, moment. I have a question. What? Okay, so <laughs> I want to switch back to babe. Oh, well, oh, oh, you're changing topics. Yeah, is that okay? okay no, please. Okay. Yeah. Uh, please, you don't want to talk about this. Um, first, you guys got a second dog. Yes. In fact, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Dogs, We're right. huge dog people. Um, yeah. but going back from like fur babies to babies, what are you guys most excited about, and what are you most nervous about with your baby, your baby boy? Ooh, um, oh my gosh, so many things I'm nervous about. Like, I think it's just I'm hoping that you know our our intuition and just like nature kicks in and I just know what to do. But right now thinking about it, I'm like, I mean, I grew up babysitting and I have three younger siblings and stuff like that, but obviously never had my own baby before. So I don't really know what to do. So very nervous about many, many, many things, but obviously just very excited. I'm excited to see 
like what he looks like and like what his personality is and just like just wild to think that there's this human growing inside my belly and he's going to be his own little person and you know have his own personality so excited to just meet him at this point yeah maybe maybe I can help my anxiety because you already have one and another on the way but um so one of the reasons I I'm just keeping it real right now a lot of people would never even know this but uh one of the reasons that I was always thinking that I never wanted to have kids is because I'm a hypochondriac over sickness oh and oh. I feel kids get sick all the time and now, now I don't care about like I don't care about like colds and all that kind of stuff but what I am definitely one of my worst fears in life is throwing up and I feel like maybe this is just in my head but I feel like kids always pass along some type of stomach virus that makes you throw up and I've, I've like worked this out in my mind and I'm definitely afraid of throwing up so this is one of my worst fears so uh, all these are nerves I like we've Drew's actually never thrown up like in that sense You'll in the infant stage stage there'll be a lot of like spit up, but it's it's totally manageable. I think and it, it doesn't it doesn't yeah. to get into the details for you. It doesn't smell like throw up. It yeah. doesn't look like throw up. It's it looks chill. like you. She basically took a drink or he take, took a drink of milk and just decided I. Bleh. But Chris, it's like that's it. Let me paint a picture <laughs> for you. What I've been doing the past two weeks and see if you would be into this or not, oh there's a, there's a tool they oh call the nose Frida. All right. And so when, when the, when a baby has a, like, you've seen this yeah, Has Lauren or has Chris, do you know? Oh, Probably no. not. So when a baby has a runny nose, they don't really know how to like blow their nose. So you have to use this tool and you stick a little, you stick a tube in their nose and you have to like suck it out with your mouth. That. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an idiot, but I'm just, however, like I can deal, I can deal with like the other bodily fluids of the baby. I cannot do that. I can't, I can't even look. I'm like plugging my ears and closing my eyes. I can't do that one. Does it make like a weird noise? Just like snot gurgling. Anyway, that oh. was that was too vivid. My bad. It, it makes me feel queasy. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, and then they have another one for the for the opposite end of the baby too. So you, you don't. I'm not. No, no it doesn't don't. work the same way. <laughs> but it's a it doesn't car. work the same way. <laughs> you don't. No. I did. Roll it back. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't pitch that well. But no. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Lauren, I'll explain all this to you later. But as far as like sickness goes and everything, babies are miraculous. And Drew has had colds, but we've been like, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. It'll be great. All right, good. With dogs, I mean, we've had two puppies Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Have accidents that are not pleasant at all. Yeah. Like if you can do that. And I think that's a good that, that's that's a good reference point. Yeah, I think dogs are way nastier in that sense. I also feel like not to get like too graphic, but everything just you get eased into everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a very slow rollout, and like once you get used to something, it 
will get a little crazier and then yeah. a little crazier. But it's not like you burr the baby and they're puking and yeah, yeah, yeah. like doing like even changing stuff. the diaper. <laughs> even the diaper at the start is like pretty mellow. Like I, I thought that was gonna be nasty, but then it actually I doesn't get nasty. Diaper before ever. A what? Before Drew, had you changed a diaper? Never. Neither of us. Never. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you're gonna crush as a dad. You're gonna be a great dad. It's awesome. And Lauren, and you got it. <laughs> Lauren, you're gonna be an amazing mother. <laughs> but you were talking about intuition. Yeah. If you love your baby, everything works out. Like yeah. it works. Mm -hmm. You don't like I tell all my friends who are getting ready to have babies and stuff the same thing. You don't have to obsess over the products. You don't have to obsess over the nursery or anything. You're gonna have your baby. You're gonna be holding him. Something's gonna happen. You're gonna be like, I need a burp cloth, and it's like, oh, let's go buy some burp cloths. Yeah. Or they're they have an upset belly. What can I give them? I mean, it just it happens so naturally mm -hmm. that it's all fine. Chris, have what? you thought about have you thought about a push present for Lauren though? Yeah. What? A, <laughs> a push <Yeah>. present. <laughs> A push present? Yeah, this is a thing. Is that a real thing? Uh, Thank no, you I guess it's a thing. Yeah, dude. So there's a new tradition. We didn't, I didn't actually, I had heard of it. He hadn't. You need to have a gift ready. It's usually in the form of a ring. What? Yeah, it's usually a band. No, dude, no. So it's Ooh. usually, I'll tell you why. So, I just they, bought a ring. <laughs> How many we got to buy? Well, okay. So what they what they would say, like if you Google it, is the wedding ring is supposed to represent you. And then you like the new tradition. It's like more of a millennial thing. Is like mm -hmm. you get her another band to represent the baby. Mm. But it's to it's because she pushes the baby out. It's a push present. Yeah. Well, this get on is that. all brand new news to me. And uh, yeah, I. I I guess I better start thinking about it. <laughs> Do you consider the vacation you just went on the baby moon? <laughs> yes. That's a yeah. baby moon. Nice, nice. Well, Great. actually, so we never got to go on our honeymoon. Yeah. We had it planned for last April, and then oh. obviously everything shut down. So we were kind of both. It was like honeymoon slash baby moon. That's slash, awesome. Um, a couple of friends of ours have a house there, so we saw them. So it was kind of like just a lot of things wrapped into one. Um, so we got that out of the way. The push present. Yeah. A push present. A what? <laughs> a what? <laughs> hey, we are the same way. Okay. Hard hitting question. This is the last one. Okay. This is what we end every podcast with. Both of you individually, what is the best piece of advice you have been given or would give to anybody out there about relationships or being a couple? I would say best piece of advice that I could give would be marriage is incredibly hard. Marriage is incredibly rewarding mm. and totally worth it. If you find the right person. Wow. <laughs> well said. I just kind of thought of that. Yeah. All, so love it. I love that. Um, Oh Lord. I think, okay. So I have two. One applies to like married couples or in a relationship. One applies to maybe single people. Mm -hmm. So when I was, I've been in a few relationships and I always like forced it and it was always really hard. And like, I just thought that that's how relationships were, which they do have their ups and downs. But I think the minute I met Chris, 
I'm not going to say when you know, you know, because I didn't really have that realization moment, but I think deep down it happened so naturally and so easy compared to the other ones that I had been in that I just, I wouldn't have known the difference until I met Chris, but I mean, night and day difference in terms of just quite, you know, questioning yourself, like, do they like me? Are they into me? You know, whatever. I just knew because he was putting in an effort. It was mutual. The timing was right. Like so many things just worked out. So it was just easy. So you'll, I feel like you'll know when it's just easy and natural. And then second would be, don't go to, I feel like a lot of people say this, but don't go to bed, like mad at each other or angry. Mm -hmm. You're going to have, we've had moments for sure. Especially when I'm tired, that's when I feel like I'm not my best. Like if I'm tired. So at the end of the day, all I can say is the good Lord put me in Lauren's (laughs) life with the correct personality (laughs) and temperament. uh, You know what to do. (laughs) Mad at each other. And Chris is really good at Squat. Oh my gosh, our dogs are fighting. <laughs> Chris is really good about squashing it and like talking about it. And I've gotten better about that too because I used to kind of like bottle it up and I just be like, let's just talk about it tomorrow. But I've realized that that's not necessarily the best way to do it. I'll tend to laugh. Like if we get mad at each other, like once once we get over it, like I tend to laugh a lot about it. Which it's sometimes like, like, think about me more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Think about what we're literally arguing over right now. This is the dumbest thing in the world. And it's funny that we would even get mad at each other over something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy sometimes. Hey, well, Lauren, Chris, uh, so thankful you took the time to join us. Thankful for your wisdom, uh, your stories, and hope to talk again soon. Uh, for those listening that want to find out more about Lauren and Chris, we will link all their information, including some of our favorite songs down below. But uh, thanks a ton, guys. You guys yeah, are thank the you best. All. I'm so happy for both of you, too. Yeah, we're excited for you. Yes. Baby play. Yes, yeah. please. Baby play it to the best. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.